Welcome to the SDG LearnCast with me, Pauline Duman. In every episode, I bring you insightful conversations around the subject of sustainable development and learning, helping us all to achieve a sustainable future. Misinformation and disinformation is a pressing public issue. There has been a rapid spread of misinformation and disinformation, sometimes we call them fake news, and this happens online and offline, and it affects everyone every day. Receiving truthful and quality information is critical as we all depend on information to make decisions. At the personal level, we need accurate information to make decisions for our health and who we vote for. And at the global level, we need established facts to make collective decisions on pressing issues, such as pandemics, climate change, and resolving conflicts. The UN Secretary General, in his report, Our Common Agenda, called large-scale spread of disinformation and the undermining of scientifically established facts as an existential risk to humanity. In this episode, we will be speaking with Dr. Julian Yarsch, Project Director at the SNV in Berlin, working on strengthening the digital public space. My name is Julian. I work at SNV. I'm Project Director there, and that's a not-for-profit tech policy think tank in Berlin, Germany. And our work is generally at the intersection of, of tech and society, and this is also how I got to deal with disinformation because it is at that intersection. I focus mostly on online platforms and on the rules that these platforms come up with, but also that governments come up with in how to deal with some of the challenges that we see um, online in a lot of societies. And one of these challenges is the spread of disinformation. And what do you mean by disinformation? And how is this different from misinformation and fake news? It is different from fake news, yes, to answer that question first. At SNV, and I think also in a lot of other organizations, we do try to not speak of fake news anymore. I think the term has lost a lot of its meaning. It's most often used now to just discredit statements that one doesn't agree with. So disinformation would be the, the, the false or misleading information that is meant to deceive or to harm the public. And that already is different from misinformation, which might also be false or misleading information, but it's inadvertently, it's not on purpose that it harms or deceives the public. To me, it's helpful to think of disinformation as a deception. And there's different types of disinformation and different types of deception or deceiving people. So one very straightforward thing is just a false message. And there was a study that um, we had at SNV a while ago examining a lie that refugees coming to Germany would get a free driver's license, whereas Germans had to pay for it. That's just a false piece of information. It's a lie, it's made up, it wasn't true, and it fueled an already emotional and at times biased conversation about migration. Another example, deception doesn't have to just deal with content, right? It can also be that someone pretends to be someone else to stoke controversies, fear, anger. And that happened, um, as an example, during the 2016 uh, US elections. There were posts online supposedly from pro-gun rights and anti-gun rights people or groups. 
And these posts were meant to get these people on the streets and, you know, fight with each other and talk to each other. Turns out they came from the same source, but it, it just goes to show it's not just about the content, it's also about who's behind it. So, for instance, if you have any type of message and it supposedly is spread by dozens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people, but it's actually just a few accounts who push this message, whatever it may be, that's also deception. That's also disinformation because you pretend to have a mass movement behind you when it's really just a minority of people. Disinformation has been taking place in the past with the emergence of television, newspapers, radio, and other means of communication. Can you give us your insight or perspective on why disinformation is so important right now? Why do we talk so much about it and why should we care? First of all, I agree with you. It's, it's really important to acknowledge that disinformation has been around for ages and, and in different media. So I, I think that's a good reminder that you gave. And it also shows that online platforms or messengers, you know, they don't cause disinformation. They're not the root of this, but they might amplify it though. And, and they might make it easy to spread. And that leads over to your second question, why do we talk about it now? The scale and the type of distribution when it comes to disinformation, that has just changed online. A piece of disinformation in a local 1950s radio or TV show, that could certainly be harmful, no question. Now though, a piece of disinformation, it can spread wider and faster. It can originate from way more people. And if the platforms don't do about it online, it could even be amplified by the very systems designed to re reward virality online. That answers hopefully somewhat of the, the question of why do we talk about it now so much when it has been around. But you also ask why should we care? And I think that's a good question. There's an argument to be made that disinformation has been around forever. so. We just need to deal with it. Don't exaggerate it because then you're only playing into the hands of the bad actors. You're playing into the hands of the platforms as well who already have so much power. So that's just why do we care? The other side though is disinformation, it can really hurt people, especially marginalized groups have historically been negatively affected by disinformation um, spread around them individually or them as a group. And in times of crises, wars, pandemics, this might even be more pronounced. And in addition to that, everybody else also feels that disinformation really has risks. Deceptive ads about miracle cures, racist disinformation about viruses, stuff like that. It's very clear that there's a harm side to this disinformation. And that's why I personally think societies should care and, and they should find a balance between those viewpoints. That means acknowledging the risks for individuals, for societies, especially for marginalized people. And it also means not being alarmist and, and viewing a disinformation in, in, in realistic terms. It's good that you also talked about the vulnerable groups because this podcast, SDG LearnCast, is focusing on the 2030 Agenda and the Sustainable Development Goals. Could you share where you see trends or areas where disinformation is having the most impact? there's definitely connections to a lot of the sustainable uh, development goals. One example, there, there's been a lot of disinformation um, about the science behind climate change. And, and that can potentially affect the goals on climate action, on sustainable cities, clean energy. A lot of disinformation, it's 
at its core, it's playing off of inequalities, uh, discriminations in society. Going back to the example that, that we talked about when it comes to migration in Germany, this type of disinformation about supposed migrant freeloaders, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work if people didn't feel the need to disparage uh, others, if there wasn't this discrimination and inequality in society. And the same goes for a lot of racist and sexist tropes. W one last thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, strong institutions. What comes to mind here more concretely is like elections, right? Like dealing with disinformation about the voting process, about uh, voting rights, about the election outcome. That can be crucial to achieving that goal of justice and uh, of strong institutions. These are clear examples where we see a lot of disinformation. We have been receiving a lot of memes, pictures, just going around. When I open my social media apps, I just see a lot of messages from different people, from my friends, from family members, sharing information which I thought, where did they get this from and why is this spread so widely? And I think this is really important to address because it affects our family members, of our friends, of the communities. In your opinion, can education contribute to addressing this information? And if so, how? Education is a crucial piece of the puzzle in addressing disinformation. There's just a lot of pieces that need to fit together to, to deal with disinformation. There's, in my opinion, there's just not that one solution that you can find and then you can magically deal with disinformation. So, for example, um, I do think certainly people have to take some of their own responsibility for their news habits to a certain degree. High quality journalism is really important. Platforms have a huge role to play. Regulation, in my personal view, also is important, not for disinformation as such, but to create transparency around platforms, to allow researchers to understand how platforms work, how disinformation spreads. And then another piece of the puzzle is education. And this is not just education, in my view, about how to use a computer, what's a social network. It's about civic education. It's about news literacy. So, for instance, giving people a, a basic understanding, how does the news work? How, how are news being made? How do platforms function? How do political institutions work? What types of human biases affect our behavior online and offline? All of these are really important things in, in dealing with disinformation. And education can play a huge role across all ages for all parts of society in, in helping um, understand that better. Can you share some tips to our listeners how they can deal with this information in their daily lives? It just faces us every day. We receive all types of these disinformation and it's really time to move away from fake news. I'll try my best to, to summarize some of it. When I stumble across a post or video or image online that just doesn't seem right or it makes me react in a certain way, it's sometimes helpful for me to ask myself a couple of questions. The first question is who else is reporting about this? Like are there fact checks already? If it's just one person reporting about this, of course it could be a major scientific breakthrough or breaking news, but there's also a good chance that it's just an outlier and it's just not true and it's been fact checked and, and, and debunked. This is like the first thing to check. A another thing to check is the story current. Sometimes there's a current news event and it's being put together with pictures or videos that are old 
and are completely taken out of context. That's misleading and it should be checked. Is the headline lining up with the content? Is the headline lining up with the image? Is that from the same story in the same kind of age, so to say? Third question is who's behind an article? Who's behind a post and an image? And that's not to say that there are sources out there that are always right and other sources that are always bad and, and always wrong. Even the best journalistic outlets, they can make mistakes. And the last question, to me, the, the hardest one is, what is my own reaction? Am I emotionally invested in this story, in this video that I'm watching? And the reason is because this information often plays to human biases. You know, often we want to be confirmed in our beliefs. It's good to be aware of my own emotional reaction when I um, stumble across some piece of content. We have been talking about tips for individuals on how to deal with disinformation. But how about for organizations who would like to do more in this area? What can they do to fight disinformation and where can get resources? Just really checking ourselves with the, the questions that I tried to summarize. But then also like individual countries in their local communities, oftentimes there are fact-checking organizations. And they are on the ground, they know the, the language, the cultural, the historical background of a certain news environment, and they check news or, or posts online. And, and this is different for every country, every region of the world, so maybe try to find like the, the local fact-checking organizations. There's also um, non-governmental organizations, you know, civil society organizations such as the EU Disinfo Lab based in Brussels who've been working on this for a while doing research advocating for awareness uh, around disinformation and publishing uh, opinion as well as educational resources and lastly if people really want to dig into the the academic side of things there is a, a growing body of academic literature as well sometimes it's labeled critical disinformation studies for example at the University of North Carolina in the US this is then more like the academic debate around it. If you combine that, if you have your local fact-checking organizations, if you have activists, that will give you a, a really good background on, on disinformation. And that was Dr. Julian Jarsch of SNV Berlin. I hope you took away from this conversation that disinformation is sharing a false or misleading information, but without the intent to harm. Disinformation, on the other hand, is sharing a false information and misleading information that is meant to deceive or harm the public. Fighting disinformation is critical because it can really hurt people, especially marginalized people and vulnerable groups. Julian also warned us that disinformation impacts several aspects of sustainable development goals, such as climate change, clean energy, strong institutions, and inequality. He warned that actors behind disinformation are harboring discriminations in society, and people having strong feelings to discriminate others are more likely to fall victim to racist and sexist tropes. In this regard, Yulin highlighted that regulation of tech platforms has a huge role to play, aside from people taking their responsibility for their information consumption seriously. It is important that each of us care about this issue deeply because the scope and the speed of disinformation online is at a scale that is causing greater fragmentation in society. Lastly, it is important to always pause and ask ourselves 
What is the source of news, images, and memes that we receive from family and friends? There are several organizations and activists at the national and local level that can help us fact-check the news and information we receive on a daily basis. You can find more of the SDG LearnCast on the UNSDG Learn website. For now, I'm Pauline Duman. Thanks for listening.